Welcome to A Church in the City, a podcast sharing messages, sermons, and talks from downtown Christian Church in Grand Rapids, Michigan. We exist to empower a movement of passionate Jesus followers. We hope that this word can encourage you and strengthen your relationship with God. Thanks for joining us. Morning. So, uh, as Sean mentioned, we're starting a new series for the next five weeks talking about hearing God. And um, I said to Jamie yesterday, um, I feel a weight uh, about this. I feel a weight. And I said, not a negative, not in a bad way at all. Like it, it, but I just feel, uh, I feel a I feel a weight and I feel like there's a, there's a certain level of, of reverence and, and awe that um, we need to approach this conversation with is this is a really, really important thing. It's really, really important that we understand that God is speaking. I would go so far as to say it's one of the most important foundational principles of our Christian lives, that God is speaking, that he is speaking now, that he didn't stop speaking when the apostle John died. He didn't stop speaking when the scriptures were canonized. He is speaking now. This is really, really really important. So um, we've got a really interesting five weeks, I think, planned. Um, we'll probably rotate. I think we're going to rotate through just about everyone on the teaching team through this series. So it should be really good. You'll be able to hear from multiple perspectives on this subject and, and a lot of things. And we even want to start to try to do some things maybe a little bit differently and encourage you, whether you're here in the building, whether you're at home watching online, to encourage you, even during our response time, we always have this response time after the message, right? When we go back into worship through music and, and, and so on and so forth. We really want to encourage you to press into the things that we're talking about here in those times. Okay, God, you're speaking. What do you have to say to me? What do you have to say to me? I'm listening. What do you have to say to me? I'm listening. This is a true statement of fact. It's all through the scriptures. I mean, I could go, I could go on all day long giving you passage after passage after passage about God speaking to his people. Old Testament, New Testament, all over, right? Jesus said in his seven letters to the churches in, in Revelation, he said in Revelation 3.20, he said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and will dine with him and he with me. He is standing at the door speaking knocking, saying, will you respond? See, because it's not just enough to understand that God is speaking. 
We have to be listening. First of all, we have to be listening. And second of all, we have to be responding. God is speaking today. Listen, Paul talks in 1 Corinthians in chapter 12, he says, he talks, he's talking to the Corinthian church and he, and he says, you know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols. See, we are not lovers of a mute God. We are not lovers of mute idols. That is what we were led astray to when we were pagans. Things that couldn't speak, things that couldn't respond, things that weren't part of communion. communion. See, com communication, communication is part of communion. And we're invited into communion with the Father, Son, and Spirit. In Christ, as we're seated in Christ, we're invited into communion, into unity, into union with the Father, Son, and Spirit. And so the fact that God is speaking is fundamental to this. And I know some of you are going, yeah, I know. Yeah, God speaks, that's awesome. This is like 101 type stuff. Yeah, okay, great. But how good are you at listening? And how good are you at responding? I mean, I know I'm not getting an A plus. Okay, maybe a C. I don't know. Depends. Are we grading on a curve? Does God grade? I think God grades on a curve. Um, and see, Jesus is the curve, so I always get an A plus. That's the gospel right there. So we look at stuff like this, and sometimes we just kind of glass over all. Oh, they're just talking about hearing God. Yeah, this is this is just elementary. Okay, but. Engage with this conversation because I'm telling you that we aren't that good at listening. And we aren't that good at responding. So God is speaking, right? So how does God speak, right? I'm just gonna touch on a few things. We're gonna deep dive a lot of this stuff over the next, over the next coming weeks, right? How is God speaking? Well, one of the key ways, I would say, I would dare even say primary, is through the scriptures, Martin Luther said, the spirit of God broods over the scriptures. So consider that the Holy Spirit is essentially hovering over the scriptures. And there's this invitation when you, when you open these sacred pages, there's an invitation to listen, to hear, to find something new. I was, when I was a young believer, I just given my life to the Lord. I, I literally would sleep with my Bible. I just, I loved everything that was, was here. It was life to me. It was life to me. But this is the same Bible that I had read all my life. And it meant nothing. It meant nothing to me until I started listening to the Spirit of God. And he started to illuminate to me the letters, the words, the things that are written here. And so this is primary, right? This is fundamental, right? And I would encourage you that as you engage in that conversation and you engage in the reading of the scriptures, invite the Holy Spirit. Say, Lord, I'm listening. Lord, I'm listening. What do you have to say to me today through this passage? 
He speaks to us through his spirit, right? Whether directly or indirectly. Sometimes, I mean, God will speak to you directly. I mean, I, I know people that have heard audible, you know, direction from God. I've never had that. That's pretty cool. I never got to be on that bus. Um, I guess that's just for the special people. I don't know. No, I'm teasing. God speaks to us through his spirit, directly, indirectly, through others, right? He speaks to us through creation, right? I mean, Paul writes that in Romans. He says, all creation testifies, right? Literally through the world around you, God is speaking. God is speaking and he wants us to listen and to respond. One of the things that I think is important here is that we understand that hearing God is also tied to knowing that he hears us. See, God's not just broadcasting, right? He's not doing a podcast. This is a communication. This is communion. This is a conversation. This is fellowship. This is relationship. He's not broadcasting like you can tune in on YouTube and, and just watch it. This is a two-way thing. So it's important that not only we understand that God is speaking, but that he hears us. This was a huge thing for me. I remember one day, uh, this is a long time ago, I just gave him my life to, to the Lord and, and um, things are very, very different for me all of a sudden. Uh, I was like, well, I won't say it because I want to be polite, but I was like, wow, like saved. Like 180 degree, like saved. Like one day I was a criminal or reprobate. And the next day I wasn't. And I belonged to Jesus. So at the time, uh, I was living in Philadelphia and I, I was in Grand Rapids with some people and staying at my folks' house and all my things were uh, in Philadelphia because that's where I was living. And so I was trying to figure out what to do and I was praying a lot and asking the Lord. And I remember I was sitting at this coffee house downtown and I was with two friends and they were just talking kind of between themselves, I think they were debating some sort of philosophy or theology or something like that. And I was completely checked out of that. I'm just sitting there by my kind of, you know, just praying silently to the Lord. And I said, I said to the Lord, I said, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I keep seeing all these little signs that seem to indicate that I should move back to Grand Rapids. I should go back and get my stuff and come back here. I said, but God, this is a really big choice. This is a really big decision and I don't want to make the wrong one because I've gone my own way my whole life and it's led to nothing but ruin. So I want to do it your way. I said, God, I don't know what to do. And I keep seeing these little signs. I literally said, God, I need you to rend the heavens Literally, word for word. I need you to rend the heavens and come down and grab me by the shirt collar and say, this is what I want you to do. Amen. 
finished our coffee. No angelic visitations. I went over to my brother Ryan's house. And uh, like I say, this is a long time ago. Ryan was not living right either at the time. And um, so went and sat down and, and uh, what I would, could only refer to as a den of iniquity. And um, he probably wouldn't mind me saying that. Maybe he would. I don't know. He'll forgive me. Anyway, so I sat down and I was just telling him, like, Ryan, I'm so excited. Gave my life to Jesus. Everything's different. You know, and I just kind of started unpacking some stuff. And, you know, he gave me the standard, you know, intellectual answer. I'm really glad to hear that you found something to give your life purpose and meaning. It's not for me, but I'm glad you found that for you, you know. Anyway, we're talking, and, and I just I started explaining to him. I said, dude, I just really you know, conflicted. I don't know what to do. I'm trying to figure out, am I supposed to stay in Philly? Am I supposed to move back? You know, and blah, blah, blah. And I keep seeing, maybe feeling these little signs and inklings and all this other stuff, and, but I'm just not sure. And he looks at me, I, I, I'm not kidding. This is, not a, this is not a holy space, right? Okay, you understand. He looks at me, he says, Kevin, God doesn't always rend the heavens and come down and grab you by the shirt collar and look you in the face and tell you exactly what he wants you to do. I th actually, I think he does. And I think he just did. I said, dude, oh my gosh. I mean, like I was, I was floored. I was just floored. I'm like, talk about using a jackass. I love my brother. I love both my brothers. My brother, Brandon playing the drums with us this morning. That's, that's fun too. So anyway, I just said, dude, do you know what just happened? He's like, no, what? I said, God just spoke through you. He's like, what? I said, so then I told him the whole story about the coffee house and the prayer and stuff. And so we were just totally beside ourselves. What's my point? What's the point of this story? The point is that in that moment, I realized that God hears me. I realized that God hears me and it changed my life forever because nobody could ever take that story from me. That's my testimony. You can try to convince me of a lot of things, but I know what I was, I, I was there. I was there. You can't take it. No one can take it. Satan himself can't take that from me. It's fundamental that we understand that not only does God speak, that he's listening too. And hearing God, hearing God should be transformational. It should be transformational. It should change us. It should change us. It's like, I heard Bill Johnson from Bethel and Redding say one time, once you've seen the miraculous provision of God, you lose the right to approach any circumstance based on what you have or don't have. Once you've seen the miraculous provision of God, you lose the right to approach any circumstance as if God is not doing the miraculous. And the same thing is true with hearing him. The same thing is true with hearing his voice. The same thing is true with knowing that he speaks to you. You lose the right 
So this is a dangerous conversation. You lose the right to walk into a situation believing that God does not speak. And you lose the right to go into a situation believing that he does not hear you. I've been going through a lot of just deep stuff lately. Um, going through some coaching and some different things and engaging in a lot of different processes and really trying to, trying to unpack some, some healing in my own heart and some relearning certain systems of thought and ways of doing things and ways of leading and ways of seeing people and ways of interacting with others and all of this stuff. And it's been a really wild few weeks for me, but I was literally challenged um, a few days ago to ask myself, what do I need to relearn? What do I need to relearn? So I like a challenge. I don't usually back down. It's not in my nature. For the good, bad, and the ugly. It's not there. So Wednesday morning, I'm driving into the office. And I'm just, I'm just praying. I'm just like, Lord, what is it that I need to relearn? And the Lord just starts just, just showing me all of this stuff, all of these like just ways of thinking and ways of doing things that I've done all my life and just all these different things. And he's just unpacking all of this stuff to me. And I'm just, I'm just weeping while I'm driving, which is not safe. And it was amazing. And I'm telling you, like, like in this thing, the, the, the thing that I was just blow, blowing my mind was just how much, you know, there was all this. He just always, God, he always speaks with so much love. And he always speaks with so much kindness. And so it wasn't like a conversation like, you dumb idiot, like you keep doing this kind of stuff. No, it's it like, it like, son, this is, this, is, this is some things you need to relearn. It was just this beautiful, beautiful moment. What's my point? My point is that it was transformational. When we're hearing God, when, when God is speaking, we're listening, we have to respond. And so now there's this responsibility that I have. Because I dared open my mouth and ask the question, because I dared say, Lord, what do you say about this? Because I dared say, Lord, I want to hear what you have to say here. Because I did that, now I have a responsibility to respond to that. So when God is speaking, you have to ask yourself the question, what are you doing? What are you doing in response? Because it's not just enough to hear him. Sorry. God is speaking. Why? Why? Why does God speak to us? Does he need something from us? Why does God speak to us? Well, the simple answer, I believe, is that because he loves us. The simple answer is because he loves us, because we're in communion. And communion requires communication. Communion requires speaking and listening, responding, fellowshipping, 
All of these things are fundamental in relationship. But God speaks to us for some specific reasons that I think are really important to point out. God speaks to us for discipleship. We went through this whole series, right, about being disciples who are making disciples, right? What does that look like? And what does it look like for us to do that? And what are some practical ways that we can apply that and all this kind of stuff? And I'm telling you that this is one of the primary reasons why God is speaking to us is to disciple us. It's to disciple us. See, in John 14, 26, Jesus says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and remind you of all that I said to you. See, and Jesus is addressing his immediate 12, right? He's addressing his immediate disciples. I believe it applies to all of us, but he's addressing them first. These are the guys that spent the time with him. These are the guys that were learning from him. And he's like, hey, you're probably going to forget some stuff. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to speak to you through the Holy Spirit. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit and he's going to come and he's going to speak to you and he's going to continue to teach you. And he's going to continue to remind you of all these things. God is speaking to us. He's drawing us in deeper into this discipleship relationship, right? He's speaking to us because he's calling us to participate with him, right? That's what a disciple is, right? He's a learner, a learner. But this discipleship type relationship that we have with Jesus is one of hands-on learning, okay? This is not lecture style, Okay, this is hands-on. So he's inviting us to participate, right? I love this phrase that you find in the book of Acts a handful of times, and it's found in Acts 15, 28. And this is the Jerusalem council. And they're talking about, you know, basically rules for new Gentile Christians and so on and so forth. And he says, it says, for it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these essentials. I just love that phrase. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. Like, we were all in agreement, which is good. You don't want to be in disagreement with the Holy Spirit. In my experience, the Holy Spirit usually wins. What's my point? He's speaking to us about specific things as we go along the way. In Acts 13, you read about the church in Antioch. And it says that while they were serving the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set Barnabas and Saul apart for me for the work of which I have called them. The Holy Spirit said. They were just praying and fasting, hanging out together as a church family. And the Holy Spirit says, hey, this is what I want to do with, with, with Saul and Barnabas. See, the Lord is speaking to us about specific things. He's, again, this is a, a hands-on discipleship relationship. It's a hands-on communion. We're walking in step with the Spirit. He's speaking to us about exact various things that he wants us to do and to participate with. He's speaking to us about the way that we should live. Right? What does Jesus say in John? In John 16, in John 16, he makes this statement about the Spirit. He says, and he, 
when he comes, will convict the world regarding sin and righteousness and judgment. Regarding sin, because they do not believe in me. And regarding righteousness, because I'm going to the Father and you no longer are going to see me. And regarding judgment, because the ruler of this world has been judged. I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them at the present time. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will disclose to you what is to come. So, again, if you're confused about the fact that God speaks, I didn't say it, Jesus did. Okay? And specifically, in the person of the Holy Spirit, Jesus is saying, look, um, we're sending the Holy Spirit, right? I gotta go. Holy Spirit will come. He's gonna lead you into all truth. He's gonna speak all kinds of stuff that I don't have time for right now, and even if I told you, you couldn't handle it. Okay? You can't handle it right now. Maybe later. And while you're walking, by the way, he's gonna convict you of righteousness. Okay, because remember, he convicts the world of sin, but you of righteousness. Well, what's the difference, Kev? Well, the difference is somewhat semantics, but realistically, it's that the Holy Spirit is constantly holding up Jesus and saying, this is the picture of righteousness. How are you measuring up? Hey, that thing that you're doing right now, those, those areas that you're struggling in, those areas that you're playing in, that sin that you're walking in, that, that thing that you're doing, that, that, that stuff over there, how does that meet up to the picture of righteousness that I'm showing you in Jesus? It's his loving kindness that leads you to repentance. This is not a heavy thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing that we're walking along. We're walking along in step with the spirit and he says, hey, put that down. Hey, hey, that, that's not for you. That's not for you. I made you for more than that. I made you for glory. I made you with a purpose. I made you with destiny. I made you to be a world changer and an earth shaker. And that is holding you back. So let's just go ahead and put that down. Put it down right here. And then let's just keep walking. It's a beautiful thing. It's amazing. And so this is what he's speaking. This is constantly the thing. And if we're not listening, where are we growing? Okay, if we're not listening, where are we growing? This is the transformation that God's calling us into. So he's bringing us in this discipleship and this participation. And he's speaking to us about the way that we should live. And you know what? Sometimes he gets real specific. He gets real specific about stuff. I mean, I love this story in Acts in 16, and I don't understand it. I don't know why, but, but this is the story, right? So it says they passed through the Phrygian and Galatian region after being told by the Holy Spirit, excuse me, after being forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. Hey, Paul, whatever you do, don't go to Asia. Why? I don't know. Who knows? Doesn't say. Maybe they didn't know. So the spirit of God is getting real specific. So God is speaking to us because 
The reality is, is that when I flip over, open Leviticus, I don't find in here, don't go to Asia. Oh, okay, cool. But, but apparently, something was going to happen in Asia that God didn't want to happen. I don't know what that was. And it, it doesn't tell us because apparently that's not relevant to the story. So he goes on though. We were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And after they came to Mysia, they were trying to go into Bithynia and the spirit of Jesus did not allow them. Hey, fellas, don't go into Bithynia. Why not? See, that's me. I'm always like, I'm always like, why? Why? I want, but that's where we were going to go, Jesus. That's where we were going to go. Does anybody watch The Chosen? I love The Chosen. It's really cool for a lot of reasons. But, but there's, this, there's this spot where they're walking down the road and they're going somewhere and Peter is asking Jesus, he's like, you know, where are we going? What are we doing? What are we going to do when we get there? He's going on and on and on about all these questions. And Jesus says something to the effect of, if we're going to have question and answer time every time we have to go somewhere, this is going to be really annoying. I'm like, yeah, I think he says that to me sometimes. Hey, if we need to have question and answer time every single time I tell you that we're going this way, this is going to be really annoying. But you don't see these guys, they don't even blink. They're like, okay, so we're not going to Bithynia. So they didn't go there. They passed by Mysia. They went, to, they went down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man from, of Macedonia was standing and pleading with him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Pretty clear. So when he had seen the vision, we immediately sought to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Yeah. I think so. Good call, guys. What's my point? God gets real specific sometimes. And if we're not listening, right? If we're not listening, then we'll miss it. God will speak real specific things. I'm, I had this last week. I was praying for a friend. We had a, a, a prayer meeting at, at work and we were praying for one of our friends there. And, and she was... Uh, going through a, a health situation with her family and stuff like that. And, and so we're praying about that. And all of a sudden, in the middle of that whole prayer, God starts, starts speaking to me. He says, I want to cancel this word that's spoken over her about this, this and that and the next thing. I'm like, but that's not what we're praying about, God. We're not talking about that right now. We're praying about this health situation in her family. And God's like, dude, if we're going to have question and answer time, every time I tell you to do something, this is going to be really annoying. God is speaking. Are we listening? Listen. The fact that God is speaking is paramount to everything we say we believe as Christians. Without this truth, we might as well give ourselves to dead gods and mute idols. The true and living God desires to speak to us every day. He desires us to hear from him, to listen, and to respond. 
We know he desires that we trust him. But trust without communication is impossible in any relationship. So he speaks to us in many ways. Through the scriptures, through the Holy Spirit, through creation. He does so because of his love for us to disciple us, to lead us into participation, to show us how to live and to give us direction for these amazing lives as he's called us to live in him. It seems simple. But the question is, the real question is, are we listening? And if we're listening, if we're listening, that's step one. Are we willing to respond? Just hearing and not doing. James has something to say about that. So are we listening? And if we are listening, are we willing to respond? The band can come and I'd like to have you stand to your feet. Now remember, we're going to go back into a time of worship through music as a response. And as we do that, as we do that, I want to invite you again to consider what we've been talking about this morning and to ask the Lord, Lord, what is it that you have to say to me this morning? What is it that you have to say to me this morning? And if you want to open up your Bible and you want to ask the Lord to, to illuminate the scriptures to you, do that. Do that. If you just want to take a minute and spend some time, Spirit of God, Spirit of God, speak to me. What is it that you have to say to me about this or about that or the next thing? Because I'm telling you, we want to start to practice because if all we do is get up here on a Sunday morning and talk theory, that's a waste of my time and yours, in my humble opinion. And I, for one, don't like to waste my own time. And I really don't like to waste yours. So let's pray. Father God, we love you. We thank you. We thank you that you're speaking. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for who you are. God, we thank you that you're the God who speaks. We thank you that you're continuing to speak to us. And Lord, we just want to say, here we are, Lord. Your servants are listening. Here we are, Lord. We're listening. We're listening. And not only are we listening, God, but we're ready to respond to the things that you have to say to us. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about DCC, get involved in one of our ministries, or give to support us, you can find us at achurchinthecity.org. You can also follow us on Instagram at Downtown Christian Church for Sunday morning set lists, sermon series announcements, and much more. You can also join us live on YouTube every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. Just search for Downtown Christian Church. Thank you for listening.